Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. How you feeling? Good, man. Yourself? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing as good as I can be in the situation at hand. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. How's that quarantine life, though? Dude, it's 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 going good. I mean, for I mean, as you know, like with this this life, we we've been in this life for a while. We've been in the quarantine life for for quite oh, yeah. quite some time <laughs> as as online trainers. We've been waiting our moment for 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 this. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. For the most part, things are are mostly uh, mostly the same. Um, except I can't, you know, go to a formal gym or going out to eat. Those are basically the two big things that have changed. And then also my girlfriend's in from New York. So that's a big plus. So she's yeah, here with that's me. Dope. She's not there. So that's, <laughs> that is good. Um, that's how are you doing? How are you guys doing? <clears throat> good, man. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, they, they officially put the, the, the governor locked down, uh, the other day, uh, what's it? Yeah. Yesterday. So, um, what's interesting though, is what they still consider, uh, essential is pretty fascinating. Like Papa John's pizza is still open. Uh, okay. All right. And, and stuff like that, like, uh, all the restaurants are still open, just carry on only. So, uh, mm, liquor stores. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything is still, everything's just carry out. Like it's, which is cool. Cause like, uh, I'm really good. Like I just live in a small town and, uh, I'm really good friends with some people who own some like staple mom and pops, which are kind of hurting. So on the plus side, it, it lets me help them a little bit. So like, um, like there's this, my wife and my favorite restaurant is just on our square and the guy I own the, or I know the dude that tra- that own, owns a place is this little Mexican joint. So we've gone there like twice this week and just to get food just because I know he's probably hurting a little bit. So on the bright side, like people are still able to get a little bit more support from like the community, but I'm just astounded at what's considered essential. <laughs> I know it is. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I just, all of this dude, it's just, it's so Dude, I don't, I don't even know how to comprehend all yeah. of it. Honestly, it's just like, it's just so, yeah, I don't know. It's just so foreign, but I think it's, um, I, you know what? I hate to say it's going to be for the best. Uh, cause obviously there's tons of like real shit going on. People like the unemployment rates, all those like deaths. Trust me. I understand it's completely real and I don't want to downplay it. I would never do that. However, I do think it is um, helpful when the entire world has one common in- enemy. You know it's what like I'm not, saying? I mean, as, as something that sound this is going to sound bad. Uh, but I think if people accept like contextually embrace it, um, it was like nine 11 when nine 11 happened, obviously terrorist attack, bad people died. A lot of good people died, but from the side that can serve us, like the country has never unified and said, Holy shit. Here, we're about to show you what America is about. And, I think there's always that silver lining. It can be hard to find, but, uh, you know, in a kind of a twisted way, but I think it's very similar. No, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think through, through adversity, I mean, you think of, uh, I think I talked, I touched on this, my last podcast with Nick Sorrell, but talking about, or I don't know if I did or not. Um, but I know I've thought about this, but like, um, if you're, on a football team to take it to a lower extent, but to take it to a higher extent, or if you're in the military or something, you're facing adversity and you, you go through that adversity with other people. It creates a bonding, oh, yeah, man. B- bonding experience. And if you think with the world taking on this, everyone's taking on this virus and everyone has to, uh, um, think as a collective, but act as an individual and your actions are affecting the collective. Um, it's, 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 
that type of responsibility is is pretty crazy. And I think it's something that we haven't had to experience in, in a long time. I think it was your post uh, the other day or last week where you said you're staying home because it's going to save other people. Literally. And I don't, I don't think people realize that. Like, I think a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's like the flu. It's no big deal. We're like, you know, guys like you and me, if we got infected, you, we're going to be fine. That's just the nature of it. But that's not the, the issue. The issue is if I go high five grandma, I may have just signed grandma's death. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that's, you know, we've got to think a little bit bigger than ourselves right now, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely not a time to, to think me, not we, right? Like it's you, like literally you have to stay home to protect your country for the most part, like for what we know, like obviously me and you were not epidemiologists or anything like that, right. but from the experts though, whatever, CDC, who, whatever you want to call it, they're telling us, Hey, it's probably a good idea to stay home during this time. And it's like, if we can stay home for a couple weeks or even a couple months, it's like, there could be way worse. Like if that's going to, what is going to save thousands of people, like that's so selfish to be like, and I understand it's, it's a tough situation whenever, if you lost your job or something like that, but if that's what you have to, if that, that's the best thing you can do right now, I think we should happily do that. Sure. I mean, like I was in, just like you said, like, we're not the experts in this by any means, but, uh, experts have the way that I understand the experts that I know have been talking about like a big reason, like just with all this is like over in, I think, is it France right now? Like the hospitals are so overloaded where they're like, okay, what seven in this room are we going to pick that can't make it? And they're basically picking who's going to die where that's like a really fucked up. Like I couldn't do that. Imagine if someone said, all right, Matt, here's 50 strangers, pick 10 to die. It's like, you know, it's, it's, that's a terrible spot for someone to be put in that no one deserves. And I just think us staying home for a little while and kind of being low key is the best thing. But like, on a, another weird, <laughs> weird twisted side, we've got it pretty good though. Like the fact that we were quarantined with Netflix and internet and running water, like our, our, our fam- distant family who like served in the world wars or like Holocaust or whatever. They're like, you guys are fucking weak, oh. you know? The, uh, yeah. We <laughs> we're literally talking to each other. Like we don't, we have FaceTime and, and like, I can, like if I want to talk, I, I can, t- I talked to my parents like two days ago via yeah. FaceTime and it's like, you can't, you couldn't do at one point there were no, I mean, there weren't even phones literally. If you, if you take it back that far, it's like an iPhone. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this picture that we have, like this clarity that we could see each other and then communicate with each other. And then also like my, my girlfriend's here, she's taking her law school classes online. And I know that she's not a big fan of it, but also it's like, that's insane that we have the capability to still keep that process going whenever all of this shit's going down. Or even with how many, like, obviously a lot of people are put out, been put out of business or their, their income has been dramatically hit. But for a lot of people, they just work from home. One of my best friends who goes into the office every week, his life has not changed at all from a financial side because he has an eye or he has a, a, a computer or like guys like you and me, like I couldn't imagine, like, I'm so thankful that like what, four years ago, three years ago, I decided to go online with my personal training business because I know of in-person trainers, uh, are hurting really bad right now. Like, like, and I just feel for him. Like it's like, I could, I'm just, I've never been more thankful for the internet. Like I agree even with quarantine, you know? So I agree. And I think if anything, it's a, it's a time to innovate and, and be creative and try and think of like, I understand if you're unemployed or it's like, Hey, 
sitting around complaining about the government not giving you enough money or or something like that. Like, I hate to be that guy that just says that because I know it's shitty. Like, don't I'm not again, I'm not trying to downplay because I know it's tough times for a lot of people. But sitting around on your ass and just complaining and scrolling through the news and being more negative about everything, like it's not getting you anywhere. There are ways out there to make money online with your current skill set that you have. You just have to look for like you have to try. And it's hard. And it's hard, but, but like, I think a lot, but like, but so is not feeding yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I think, what's the alternative? Yeah. I I think it's, it blows me away how many people leave. Um, I think this is for anything, but how many people leave failure and, uh, giving up on the table. Like you and I, I'm sure you, I see it with like fat loss clients. I'm sure you do the same where people are like, they leave quitting and giving up on their goals as a viable option. It's like, I feel like that should not even be on the table. It's same thing with all all of this stuff. Everyone, a lot too many people are leaving like starving and their lights being shut off as a as an option. They're just like, I'm gonna sit back and watch Netflix till they cut my cut my electricity off. I'm like, like sell something. Like go there's there's so many opportunities with the internet right now. Like or there's it's, it's jobs. Insane. There's some. There's still some. I mean, like grocery stores or hospitals or things like that. There's yeah. still plenty of like the jobs that are up and that are like very. Uh, uh, they need employees and things. Like there are still some jobs out there that I think people just. And it's just like there are remote yeah. jobs. Apple is hiring like remote jobs. You can apply for that like right now. Or Google is hiring for remote positions. You know, it's it's. But again, I think it's one of those things if we get what we look for, if you are convinced of one thing, your reticular activating system will shut down every option. But if you say, no, I've got to make this happen, like all of a sudden opportunities magically pop up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, another thing that I said um, uh, on my blog post or email list or one of them, uh, <laughs> it's, it was it was it was just like, now is a great time to get rid of a lot of shit in your house. Like I'm in a closet right now. Like there's some of these shirts behind me that I could sell on the internet, literally, yeah. but I just, I just simply don't need them. And if you're in a house, especially if you've been in a house for a long time, like you're, you've gained so much clutter and things. It's like buy the, how to, how to sell on eBay for dummies or whatever, you know, the little yellow book mm-hmm. and just like go to town, like try figure, like do something. You got to do something. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I we're uh, I'm in the middle of actually getting ready to renovate my garage. So our garage has turned into the catch-all room. So uh when I, I've been cleaning it, I've been cleaning it out before this happened, but like especially now that this happened, I'm like, ooh, great time to do this. And uh I have we have a two year rule. If I haven't touched it in two years, it's gone. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, yeah. and uh and, it's a great rule. and I've been doing the exact same thing. I've been getting just getting getting rid of stuff just because like I don't need it, you know. Yeah, the minimalists. Have you ever heard of the minimalists? The uh, the the actual the guys. They have a podcast. They had a oh, documentary uh-huh. on Netflix. Uh, yeah, their documentary on Netflix is called Minimalism. So if you ever get a chance, watch check that out. It's like an hour long, but it's really good. But they have something called a packing party, and so what they do is they pack up all of the all the shit that they have and then they put them in boxes and then over the next six months whatever they haven't gotten out of the boxes in the next six months they end up donating or like selling it or giving it away or something obviously that's a very extreme example however you can take that and and dumb it down to a certain room or something like that or certain things that you're like do i use this a lot or not it's like over the next few months like especially whenever we're only at home uh yeah you're gonna find out pretty quickly that what you what you use and don't use yeah no doubt but yeah, it's it's interesting times, man. But uh, what is what what else has been what else has been new with you? What's been what's been going on in the life of Jared? I'm walking. I'm walking? walking now. Okay. My did did you not know about my knee? What happened with your knee? 
Uh, I oh, wait, 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 wait. I blew oh. out my meniscus. And, yes. And, uh, when was out, that? Uh, two months ago. Exactly. He said, I'm, he said, I'm walking. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay. You want to talk about perspective, bro. Yeah. I didn't true. walk for almost two months. I had, yes. so what happened was. I uh, remember now. Yes, definitely. We, uh, uh, well, we talked a lot about, uh, on the last time I was on, about jujitsu. Well, I was on my blue belt test in jujitsu and my meniscus decided to say, what's up? And it blew. And I ripped uh, the living shit out of it. Like, yeah, like uh, enough where like, I guess like the way my PTs were talking, like. It wasn't just a little, a little tear. It was like, like it had a flap. It was, it's what they call the bucket handle tear where like, it's not just a little micro tear or a spot that like you can just do whatever. Like mm-hmm. I had a flap and the flap would come out and get caught between my tibia and femur. And then you have Jared screaming on the ground and can't move his leg. Mm, and then when it awesome. decides to go back in, then I can walk. We're good. But I, I tried to like for, for like a week, I was like, ah, I'm not going to get surgery. It's fine. Um, and then like sitting on the couch, it would go out again. And I'm like, oh no. Like I was on a coaching call with a client uh, and all of a sudden it went out and I'm like, I got to call you back. And then like, I, because it, and I, then I had to get it to go back in. And uh, like there, the first time it happened, I was locked up for three days. I could not, it didn't go back in for three days. So God. yeah, no, yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah. And then, so I ended up biting the bullet and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I went ahead and got the surgery within like a week. And then I was non-weight bearing for six weeks. And, uh, your boy is not a non-weight bearing kind of person. So, (laughs) (laughs) right, right, right. So that was a long six weeks. Um, I'm still thankful that I was still able to like, you know, still able to use crutches and get around my house and stuff, but it was definitely a lifestyle cramp, so to speak. Um, and now I'm five days walking, which is Mm -hmm. like amazing. Like, holy shit. Amazing. Dude, that's, that's incredible. No, it is. It's, it's funny how those things are so, uh, relative right like it's all relative happiness and i i'm a big person oh yeah and, and what we just talked about as far as uh like contrast therapy like thinking of the holocaust a holocaust or something like that and comparing it to now like i get it that it's a it's a stretch and that like it's still there's still uh issues that are valid that you're having right now just because the holocaust happened right like i i'm fully i'm fully aware of that but that relative happiness it's like the the study that they did with the uh uh paraplegic people um and they they had just become like they had just gotten into a wheelchair and then so their their happiness dropped way way down but then as the months go on then all of a sudden their relative happiness levels end up raising back up again and it's just like you six months ago you would have been you would not have said got excited about going for a walk right perspective yeah and then now it's just like that relative like the relative to your situation now you're going for walks and you're like this is amazing like i feel good no i totally agree jordan site and i were talking about this the other day jordan was on my podcast and we got talking about uh all of this stuff and he's a he's jordan's like hobby like he just he's fascinated with the holocaust and well, he said that exact same thing. He said, it sounds twisted, but like I compare everything to like, well, at least I'm not in the Holocaust. Yeah. Because like everyone's like COVID-19, oh my gosh, which is still terrible. But it's like compared to people who went through the Holocaust, like we've got it really fucking good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, and I guess, yeah, Jordan definitely has probably more. Yeah, he's, cause he's, he's Jewish and things. And I'm sure he has, has Jewish family ties and, and things like that. But I mean, yeah, dude lived in it, Israel. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lived in Israel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, but yeah, I think these little things that we take for granted, I think that's a big thing that this, 
all this whole situation is done. One thing I did want to ask you, like, what's the what's the first thing you think you're going to do whenever this quarantine is over, whenever everything's settled back down, you can you can go out, you can see people, you can do whatever. What do you think you're going to do? Um, I'm excited to just go out to dinner. Um, I would say when in terms of my socializing uh, with my wife and my friends, we, uh, we always go get dinner. That's, it's mm-hmm. usually always go get dinner. Um, now don't get me wrong. Obviously I see my wife a lot right now. Um, but our thing that we always do, like, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, going and living room and chilling out with my wife. But, um, our thing is always, we always just go out to eat and just go get dinner. And we, that, and that's usually where we, where we do more, more connecting, more, uh, just checking in and that kind of thing. And then same thing with friends and family and whatnot. So I would say the biggest thing is just being able to go get, go get food. Well, you know. it's, it's a setting, it's a setting I, and I'm the exact same way going out to eat is like one of, uh, one of my money dials. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to spend a large portion of my money on going out to eat because I get so much fulfillment from it. Right. Um, and, but the thing is with going out to eat, like it is the sole purpose of going out to eat is to go enjoy a meal with the other people that you're eating with. You know what I'm saying? It's like an actual event. It's not just like, oh, we're going to eat food. You're not going through McDonald's as the utility of getting food <laughs> or even or even here at your 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 house. Like I get it that you could sit down at the kitchen table. You're having the meal. It That's kind of like a micro version of that. But whenever you go out to eat, you have you have the, the, the server as well. That's coming. Like everything is around you and the experience of enjoying that food with another person. You're buying Um, an experience. Exactly. You are exactly right. You're buying an experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, and you said, I know you said you like that Mexican place. Do you guys have a, a other, like a local place that is your favorite go-to spot? That's it. That's it. That's the Mexican place. place. Yep. That's the Mexican place. Um, for some reason we just, uh, I, like I could eat there. I literally could eat Mexican food seven days a week and I'd be fine. Like that, that burrito grande life, you know, but <laughs> uh, they also make the best margaritas I've ever had. And I am a basic bitch with margaritas. Like hey, I'll man, go out, like I, I don't go, we, we, I don't like, I don't go to like go out and go out very often. Um, it's just bar. The bar scene is not my scene. I would rather get a bottle and a cigar and a couple really good friends on a back porch. Like, Oh that's, man, yeah, we got to We got to do that. That's what we got to do. That that's that's what I like. I like that's that's my cup of tea. Um, but well, or or my bottle of bourbon, whatever. You want. <laughs> or my huge but, cup of margarita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but when we do go out, like uh, every once in a while, we will or whoever I'm with, they'll want to go, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, no, I won't go out. But when I order something, they're like, give me a beer, give me a Jack and a, a Jack, give me, and I'm just like, do y'all have margaritas, dude? Go and for I'm, it. And I'm I'm that guy, which is I embrace it. It's okay. Absolutely. So and why not? Like, especially I'll do that. You know what I love is actually whenever I'm, uh, this is actually when I'm back home in Ashland with my family and my, my parents have a, um, uh, they have a, they have an in-ground pool in the back and my mom loves just, even if it's just a random summer day or something, we're all just chilling. Maybe I'll have uh, a friend or two over, my girlfriend would be over or something. Uh, my sister would be there. She's, she's 20. So she'd maybe have some of her friends. My mom will just make up tons of these little like summery, girly, alcoholic drinks. They're the best. It's the, and you just, you just, I instantly feel like whenever I taste like Malibu rum or something in a drink, I'm (laughs) instantly, I'm instantly soaking up the sun. Dude, girly frou-frou is my life. Like, girly frou-frou drinks. Let's talk about it. Well, that's the thing. So when, in in the world of Jared and alcohol, I go from spectrums. I, I, so, uh, 
All my friends hate me for this. Uh, I can't drink beer. Hate it. I've tried. Dude, I, and me I've, too. Oh, I we're going to do long great. Oh, I love this. I've purposefully have tried to tactically and find a beer I can enjoy. Anything that you could go to like a Walmart and buy, like your Bud Light, Miller, Coors, whatever. But then I've gone to microbreweries who are known for their taps. And I and the waitress is like, what can I get you? And I'm like, I don't know what I like. Start can, Just bring me spectrums. And they bring me out these samplers. And I'm like, that's gross. That's gross. That's gross. That's gross. I, I think it's my palate because I think all beer tastes the same. Listen, I wouldn't know because I, I've I've tried a couple as well that just They're either from, from friends or something. I'm just like, this is terrible. Yeah. Give me a margarita seven out of seven times. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yep. that's it. That's that 100% a, it. Long Islands are up there with me. I like Long Islands a lot. Okay. Um, All right. So, but what's funny is I either go from spectrum to spectrum. I either go girly ass frou-frou like margarita, margarita, Long Island, pina colada life. Or hard liquor where, uh, like uh, I can't, now I have issues. I can't really, I don't enjoy like, unless I've, unless there's one I haven't had. Um, I can't just sip, sip on a glass of bourbon, but, um, but like bourbon and Coke all day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I either go from girly frou-frou to like whiskey bourbon drinks. So yeah. anything in the middle, I'm not a fan of, but, but bourbon, bur- whip, whiskey bourbons or margaritas and girly stuff that I'm your guy. Oh, absolutely. And it's the thing is, is like the environment is what dictates that choice for me. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a hundred, that's a hundred percent it. Because, but you know, what's, you know, what's funny is I don't normally, um, I don't normally drink just like whiskey on the rocks or bourbon on the rocks, um, or drinking it neat or something like that. But I've recently watched the show Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've ever heard Mm. of Peaky Blinders on Netflix. Okay. During this quarantine, this is the show that you need to watch (laughs) now. Peaky Blinders, they're, they're basically this, this group of gangsters from, from Birmingham in England. Um, and they, they're called the Peaky Blinders because they wear those caps. They wear the, the little caps, but inside the caps, they were known to have razor blades inside the caps. So when they got in a fight, they would take the cap off and they would like slice their eyes, the other person's eyes. Oh my and like, gosh. Yeah. Like legit, like hardcore That's shit. gangster but shit. That's awesome. It's, they're literally gangsters. And, but the thing is, is that in the, the main guy, Tommy, uh, he, he's played by Killian Murphy. Uh, do you know who that is? The, uh, Killian Murphy? Not by Murphy? the name. I'm the worst um, actor name, he, though. No, it's all good. He he was, what was something? I think he was on, I think he was also in Dunkirk, maybe? Um, okay. But, but, but anyway, he, he's the, he's the protagonist. He is, this show is fucking incredible because it, it, it shows how this little street gang of these, they're, they're all, they're all brothers, right? And it, it's, it's Tommy and then a few, a few of the others. And they have this little street gang and then they're actually, they start off gambling on horse racing. And then basically their empire slowly builds and builds and builds. And Tommy Shelby is the main guy. He's the main, he's the, he's a smart individual. Then you have the other brother, Arthur, who's like the badass dude who will like beat anyone's ass, like whatever. <laughs> then you have the younger brother who looks up to both of them. Um, and dude, it's just the storyline of Tommy and how he develops over time. It's just, it, especially for dudes it's just like um, it, it's set back um, uh, in World War One. Tommy okay. and his brothers, Tommy and his older brother, were in World War One, and then uh, uh, they had just gotten back from the war, and they're they're going through all the shit. It's dude, it's I'm telling you, I've watched it. I literally watched the entire series. Uh, I think there's like four or five seasons. Watched it the entire way through, and then went back and re- watched it 
through again for the second time because that's just whenever that's awesome. I really really like a show I have to watch it you'll pick up so I'm, much more that second time through. oh a hundred percent but it's just the feel and what I was getting at the point of this entire rambling <laughs> that I just had I'm, I'm telling you I'm the biggest Peaky Blinder fanboy um the the point of all of it is that he constantly drinks whiskey and and smokes cigarettes I don't do the cigarettes but he, he's constantly drinking whiskey just straight and it's just after you watch it and after you're such a fan for so long you, you see this to. bad <laughs> you see this badass character that you wanna uh, that you want to resemble or whatever it's like I want to be fucking Tommy Shelby you know what I'm saying I yeah. want to be a Peaky Blinder so now like I, I'll like drink whiskey by myself just just straight and like try and enjoy it but it's just so hard to do but I'm still just doing it uh, but to 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 bridge that gap you Usually it's like there's there's whiskey neat, just straight, and then you can add some ice, waters it down a little bit, but then just like do like a little bit of Coke, like only as much Diet Coke as you need. Got and it. then that's how you can kind of level things down from completely like mixed drink all the way down to like straight. Now I did you know have, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally feel you just like tapering it. Uh, yes. I did have, I was surprised. I had for the first time uh, a decently made old fashioned. Okay. And I quite enjoyed it. So, okay. Yeah, there you uh, go. And that's just that, that was, uh, what, what's it was the old fashioned it has the, uh, whiskey bourbon or whiskey or yeah. bourbon. I can't remember which, um, yeah. Some bitters. And a, yes. And, bitters. And then this one had a cherry and an orange peel. So there's a yeah. little bit of flavor, Sounds about right. but I enjoyed it a lot. I was shocked. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, no, but, absolutely. But yeah, the, the environment dictates that. Yeah, for sure. sure. Whatever environment. I, so that's what I was, that's another point that I was getting at is like, whenever I'm, I'm chilling, I'm in the Tommy Shelby mood. Like I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to drink a little bit of bourbon, just relax by myself. Or I'm out on the porch or something. You know what I'm saying? Just, I want to be that fucking, like, I want to <laughs> be the manly man. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you, I want to be you, that guy. No, I love it. Have now, I'm curious if you've had tried this before. Um, I've recently found out I love cigars as a hobby. You I've never, I've never smoked one. So I've never, okay. Uh, you're coming from a dude that's never smoked anything. I've never smoked weed. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never smoked anything, but, um, cigar, I, but, but cigars I've always heard are different. Uh, you don't in it, obviously you get a little bit, but you, it's, you don't inhale it. It's just, you puff mm -hmm. on it and blow the smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I was with my father-in-law. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. Myself, my wife, and her family were all out at a winery and there was one of those big outdoor concerts things. So this really cool winery sells uh, cigars. They have this really nice humidor in the corner and I got, he smokes cigarettes like a lot. So him and I were talking and, uh, we were talking about cigars and I, and I said something about it. He said, well, let me buy you one. So him and I went and bought a couple cigars. Keep in mind, you've always never smoked <laughs> anything. Yeah. I, lit, I, 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 uh, I cut it. I see where this is going. And I, yeah. And I lit the wrong side. So I was smoking it backwards oh, and, hell. uh, I All didn't right. even have the, I didn't even have the whole thing lit. Like, uh, with cigars, like if that, if you have the whole edge, oh yeah. if you want to fully experience the whole, all the whole flavor of the cigar, you got to make sure the whole ember, the foot of the cigar is lit. A lot of times people have just like part of it lit. Yeah. So, so you, and, and there's like, I found out there's all these ways to light it. So where you, you don't need like over a torch. Yeah. The best way to do it is with a hard lighter torch. Um, yeah. but so I, but I was like, I, and I didn't, I, I, I wasn't smoking it right. I didn't have something to drink with it. And like, but I enjoyed it. So like then this, this, so think of the kind of content that like you and I put out about fitness and fat loss and stuff. 
I started following guys who put out that kind of content about cigars. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what the, now, now it's a hobby for me. So now I'm like learning about it. Like what these cigars mean, what these means, what these kind mean. Well, what do dark wrappers mean? What do light wrappers mean? How do you light it? Is there's a difference between lighting it this way or this way sure. and how to cut it, what different cutters mean. And so from like a, just a learning and just like you the learn craft. about different bourbons. Yeah. 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 And uh, watch one of the most fascinating things ever is watching a cigar maker, make a cigar. It is like it's watching it's almost like watching someone make a, a hundred thousand dollar watch. It's just yeah, it's it's very uh intense and it's very uh intentional. Yeah. But so I've been now as a hobby, I've been enjoying cigars. So on a day like today over here in Indiana, it's beautiful. And I did a lot of work outside on my back um, on my back porch. So I'm on my computer smoking a cigar. The other part with with uh cigars too is you can't do them fast, you can't smoke them fast. So in the same way. Um, like when all my buddies are like sipping on bourbon or we're out talking and I'm not in that mood, I can get a cigar and I can keep up at that same pace. So in almost in that kind of setting where you would sip on bourbon and just hang out, um, sure. you would puff on a cigar about the same speed I found. And from a hobby standpoint, I really enjoy it. Um, so that's amazing. No, I like that. You should try, I, and, and of course, you, you, I, you, you should everyone try. Everyone listening to this should start smoking. That's what me start <laughs> take, smoking take, and start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has got an interesting uh, path today. But it is called the More Than Fitness. <laughs> listen, this is what we're here for. This, this is, is called a, Get Yourself Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> listen, they put warnings on there for a reason. People know what right? they're getting into. It's all good. We're adults here, but it's just like I, I listen, man. I'm I'm about that. I've actually been that way with wine here recently. I've never. I only started drinking wine probably about a year, year and a half ago. And me and my girlfriend kind of got into it, quote unquote, together. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, I started drinking it and, and, um, and yeah, now I've got the, uh, whatever the wine folly book, you can, you yeah. can look at the, the different colors you can get the diff- There's so many re there's so much shit to learn about wine. It's just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Even the, the, like, how you hold the glass and then how you, really? uh, whenever you, whenever you have, so you have a glass oh, of like wine. like the heat transfers from you to the glass and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. That's why the stem is so, so small and you're not supposed to actually touch the, whatever, the body of the glass. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, but what I've, what's even interesting is like the, uh, like whenever you swirl the wine, for example, in the glass, and then you, you look at the residue basically around the glass where the where the wine was and you'll see like so you have where the wine is in the glass and then above it you have the residue basically and if it's like uh um if it's 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 kind of like blurry ish or whatever that means like there's more alcohol in that glass of wine like in the wine so a a wine with more alcohol is going to leave more residue it's going to have that effect there's even a certain name of the effect i can't think of it right now um but like the the effect of the residue and then also the droplets that come down Mm. like it's so it's insane but this is the thing like these little rabbit holes that you can go down and people this is what you should fucking not okay not necessarily just like (laughs) wine or or cigars but it's just like if there there's some kind of hobby you've been waiting to do whatever it is an instrument a foreign language Mm -hmm. um literally like any like i'm thinking about getting a cat like just Ah. anything that you can you know what i'm saying like anything that you can think of as a side hobby that you've been like man i wish i I, i've been wanting to try Mm -hmm. that or or figure that or cooking is a great one that i've been encouraging a lot of people to do if they don't already facet of that like steaks just cooking steaks and the kind of steaks yeah 
Absolutely. Like, or grilling or even like anything like that or knife making or fucking like different knives. It's like, there's so many different avenues that you can go down and explore. And whenever you do find one and you find out about this whole other world that people don't realize like that, that, that like uh, the world of cigars, like you said, you follow these people that are just like us, except they, they do all this stuff about cigars. And you're like, dude, this is, I never even realized this was out there and it's fun to learn new shit. Like no, I, I completely agree. I think cigars would be a one that would complement your current. Oh, it would. Your but current it's, uh, focus. It's a slippery slope, though, my friend, because here's oh, the yeah. thing. I I love I love little treats like that. I love a little glass of wine with dinner here and there. I love caffeine as well. Um, I've even tried. I've, I used to chew nicotine gum actually on a regular basis as a stimulant in the morning. Um, just so so that people know it's like two milligrams, which is not even close to anything sure. crazy or anything like that. And the, also so that, you know, it's not necessarily the nicotine that is so terrible that's in cigarettes or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's the other shit that's in there, the other toxins and uh, whatever. So that being said, I used to do nicotine and then it, it was like it, that little stimulus, that little thing, like I enjoyed that. But as far as treats go, like I, I would I would be like at the end of the day, okay, I'm like yesterday, like you said with the, it was a nice day. It was a, it's a nice day today too. But yesterday it was a nice day. My girlfriend was in her class. I had finished my work a little bit earlier than I, than I thought. And then I went out on the balcony and I was just chilling. I was like, I'm going to just read and drink a little bit of, a little bit of wine. It was like six ounces of red wine. I was chilling. I was relaxing. And it's just that little treat at the end of the day. I mean, it can, it can make the world of difference as long as you can tame it. Cause it can become that slippery slope. And then you can, that one glass a night turns into two glasses and then it goes more and more. Then you start to need it. And then, yeah, Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. But it's good to have something like this to, 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 to keep yourself in check and to practice that skill of resistance. What Mm -hmm. were you going to say? I was going to say whenever there's been anything like that, like I started like a new hobby that could be a slippery slope. Uh, one thing, a conversation, um, like with that I've had with my wife is, is basically like, Hey, if you think something is getting excessive or you see something I don't see, uh, I fully expect you to say something where there is, you know, um, to be honest, what's funny though, is like, I'll, uh, I, I don't understand how, like just with how much I enjoy it, I don't see how people could do it multiple in a row or yeah. do it like seven days a week. I'm like, actually sure. what's, what's interesting, this shows how much of a, even with, with cigars about how much of a little bitch I am is, uh, when I get, so if you look, if you ever look at a cigar, the wrapper is, uh, is very much towards. So the wrapper is, uh, is closer to the mouthpiece, the mouth end. And, uh, and right about the time I get to the wrapper, I'm almost always done with it. I can't, I very rarely can smoke it all the way to down to the bottom because um, it gets a little bit more intense there. Like you start to, f- to uh, the flavor changes and you start to feel, um, I think it may be more of the nicotine in it. Um, mm-hmm. but right about then I get rid of it. And one, one of the things I've always, I've always said since the, the from the get go is when I'm done, I'm done. Whether that is, ha- I, I take the, the same philosophy of food is not finishing something just because you feel like you have to. So if I'm halfway through that cigar and I'm not feeling it, we're done, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that having that control with anything, like you said, it doesn't have to be just with cigars or, or wine, but food is, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one. Have it like flexing that muscle of resistance and of saying, Hey, I don't need this. I don't need this in italics, right? Like whenever you have something that's a crutch or something that are like, okay, I cannot function unless I have X, 
It's like, that's when we're like, okay, let me take a step back. And you know what's to bring this full circle with this coronavirus. I think that's what it's doing on a macro scale as far as what people think that they quote unquote need on a regular basis. It's like they're forced to be away from friends or be away from even family or be away from uh, restaurants or uh, treats or uh, the mall or shopping or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like they are forced to stay at home. And what that also does is it makes you deal with a lot of your own shit, right? You don't have distractions. Mm -hmm. There's actually a guy that I've been, uh, I've gotten into in terms of um, looking at his stuff and wanting to get some of his books and stuff. Um, His name is Kyle Cease. Are you familiar with Kyle? Kyle Cease. What's what book? Um, So he just had, what's his book? He just had a new one. Um, What is it? Uh, Fuck. He well, so what's interesting is Kyle was actually was one of the reached like the pinnacle of the stand up comedian world, but um, killed killed the comedian world and uh, but then felt like this passion and really drive to get into a lot of the personal development space with like um, dealing with deep rooted psychology and stuff. But like like people said uh, said he's been, they basically have said he would be like if uh, Jim Carrey and Eckhart Tolle made a baby. Okay, I love both of those people. So that's pretty dope. So it's basically him. So he's basically combined this world of deep psychological stuff with stand-up comedy. But he, uh, he, one of the things he talks about, I've I've been watching some of his his interviews and uh, really getting into looking into some of his books. And he, um, he talked about that as one of the biggest things that the best things that people can do is is really just sit with yourself. Like even in the world, if you want to call it meditating, doesn't mean you're like, you know, change your name to Mocha Rainbow Sunshine and not shave your <laughs> armpits and like whatever. Yeah. But yeah. just learning to sit with yourself and deal with your own shit. Like he says, like one of the things he does is he sits and does what he calls a two hour meditation every single day. Now that doesn't mean, you know, only focusing on breathing or yoga. He literally just sits with himself. Because you figure out who the hell you are and what you think you are and who you, what you think you deserve and where your life is at sitting by yourself in the silence and just learning to be with yourself. And I think a lot of people, I think you brought up a really good point. A lot of people really have a hard time being with themselves. And it's, it's a, we, we got to get to where that's a, a, you're so okay with yourself that you could sit with yourself for two hours. You know what I mean? Of course, it goes back to that need of you don't need these distractions and things like that. Like just because I can't go out to eat or go to the mall or something like that or even see my friends, I know that it is temporary. And it's like I'm not going to go crazy just being alone with my own thoughts or or even it's great that my girlfriend's here. But even if she wasn't like I would be okay of being here by myself, I'm okay with that. And just you if you're if you're, if you're struggling with this whole thing, it's like, that's whenever you've got to do some deep diving. Like you've got to figure out what's the root there. Like, why are you not okay with being by yourself or, or where does your mind go whenever you don't have any distractions? That's like, follow that trail is what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? What's what I think is interesting. Someone brought this up to me and I, there's probably more to it than that, but more to it than this. But, uh, What's interesting is outside of the death penalty, the worst punishment you can give someone is putting them in a room by your, by yourself. Like, yeah. like I think that's fascinating. The yeah, fact absolutely. that out, outside of the death penalty, um, in the world of, uh, punishment, like with going to, going to prison and stuff is the worst thing you can do with someone is put them in a room with no one and nothing. Yeah. And that's yeah. the worst punishment. I just think yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah, no, for sure. It's funny. I actually wrote a, a blog article that included that study probably that you're thinking of because it was um, three things we can learn from the healthiest people in the world. And it was about this 
group of people that live in Okinawa. I think that's how you say it, Japan. Uh, and they were they were basically just the the super health. They have the longest life expectancy uh, over everybody. And what I did was I tried to break down like, okay, so what do they do besides their amazing genetics or whatever? I was like, what <laughs> what commonalities do they have that allow them to be the healthiest people in the world? And one of the things was connecting with other people in the community and mm-hmm. and and having such a strong sense of family, friends, connection with others. Uh, and, and, and that I thought that, yeah, like it, like you said, the, the solitary confinement thing is, is super interesting because it's just like, if we don't have anybody else, uh, to, to talk to or to deal with, like, of course, yes, we can be alone with our own thoughts and things like that for a certain extent of time, but we also need that other component of connectivity and with internet. Yeah. It's, right at our fingertips. What, um, what was that movie? Uh, with, I think it was with Tom, Tom Hanks and Wilson. He was on the Island by himself. So oh. he like, he turned a yeah. beach ball or a, a volleyball into Wilson so he could yes. have companionship castaway. Yeah. 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 But like, it, it's, it's such a thing. That's one of the, that's what dude, that's one of the reasons I love the internet so much is like, I don't get it. People talk so much trash about the internet, but like, to be honest, I've met some of my best friends and most amazing people like yourself with the internet, there's so many people that like that I could, that I'm so thankful for in my life that I never would have met without, without the internet. There's people that I've never, like you and I've never even like been within two feet of each other, but right. Right. But I feel like if I showed up at your house, we'd be cool. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I feel it's, it's smoking cigars, it, drinking wine, yeah. hanging out, it's, margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. No, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's great. You know, just from like that connection side, which is, you know, I just think it's great. So. Yeah, man. It's again, it's it's one of those things that come back to self-control and making sure like, of course, the Internet can be bad. It has sure. this in, insane potential power that if you use it for for evil or for your own distractions or for your own uh, escapism in a negative sense of the word, it's just it's not it's it's yeah, it, it can do everything. But how you control that and what you you use that power, how you harness that power of the Internet it's going to be up to you. Yeah. I think everything has that dichotomy. You know what I mean? Like, sure. uh, I don't think there's anything that's quote unquote safe, no matter what it's, it's like the same thing. Like we talk about with food, like, you know, you can overeat organic grass fed avocado and get fat and mm-hmm. you can have a donut and a deficit and lose weight and get healthy. Like yeah, everything has that, that dichotomy, you know, even with relationships, obviously companionship is awesome, but companionship can also be detrimental if it's the wrong companion, if intentions with that companion are off, or if you spend just too much time with said companion yeah, and you don't have any time to yourself. I mean, I just think anything has that, 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 that crazy dichotomy. Yeah, for sure. What What's interesting from what you just said is, and what we were we were just talking about. Mark Manson actually wrote in his in his emails. He has an emails every week. Motherfucking Monday. That's what it's called. Very, very <laughs> I read Mark, his orange book. Yes, his orange book. Subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, yep. good, great uh, book. It's very Mark Manson. Yeah, esque. Uh, but he 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 talked about how um, divorce rates have actually, or, or it was like the files for divorce have been like skyrocketing because of so many people. Well, you got to think about it. So many people are being forced to stay home from work and you have your spouse probably with you at all times. You possibly have your kids that you're dealing with as well. And so it's just like, if you like, that's also just how we talked about, it forces you to, to control the demons within yourself, but it also makes you face up to the problems that that you could be masking with your relationship and, and, yeah, and things like no that. Doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like those things are hiding and you have to face them because you're with your spouse 24 seven now. Yeah. Um, um, I know I, I would, I agree with that a thousand percent. And it's, it even goes back to more of that stuff that I've been learning from, um, 
from Kyle is he mm-hmm. talks about like a big issue is people don't face these inner demons because they just try to hide them. And it's almost like, um, it's, you know, like you feel whatever these, these ways or these, these terrible things of that go through your head that you're not addressing. It's just like, go away, go away. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need to address these, but eventually it's going to fuck your life over, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's it's, it is, it's very, it's, it's, it's interesting times. And I think it's gonna, I think it's going to do a lot of good for people in a way that they would otherwise wish it was different, but that adversity and that being that uncomfortable with how things are is going to make them face true reality. You know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. The, 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 the reality that they have failed to discover over the past three, six, 12, 24 months because they've had other distractions going on in their life. But this is, I mean, I'm sure you can attest the past few weeks have felt like months, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's felt like a long time and every single day is just like, it kind of drags on. You're like, what's, what's new today? What's going on? And it's just like, when is this quarantine going to be over? And it's just like, (laughs) the thing is, is like, we're, I feel like we're just beginning and like things are, we're, it, it, who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen, but it's still ultimately going to be up to us to make the best of this experience, whether we like it or not. <laughs> no, I totally would agree with that. It's, you know, I, th- I think, I think this is going to be a massive learning experience for a lot of people um, about just everything from, from perspective to what's important to like, oh, wow, I should probably fix that relationship with my brother that I've never talked to in the last three years. And, um, or, or like, wow, maybe I'm not married to the right person to, wow, I took things for granted, you know, like the, the ability to go get McDonald's, you know, whatever the case is. I, th- I think a lot will be learned from this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Good and, and bad. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Sam Harris, to go back to meditation, I don't know if you know Sam Harris, the neuroscientist, he's got his PhD. Um, he's, he's the, the um, he's written, he's written tons of books and things, but his, his newest uh, venture is his waking up app. And it's a, a meditation app basically. Um, but one of the things he just put out a lesson in the app, they have like lessons and theories and things like that, where it's not necessarily meditation, but he just kind of talks through certain things. Um, and he was talking about with this situation, we, we ultimately have two choices, um, as far as how we deal with our anxiety, during this time, because we're, we're all going to have anxiety. There's an anxiety is there for a good reason. Evolutionary wise, like it's important to have anxiety so we don't get eaten by the tiger, right? We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're aware because if we're just lackadaisical, just, oh, everything's great. Everything's fine. It's like, you're not watching out for that person that's about to kill you for your food. Right. Um, so he was like, anxiety is not something to push down or suppress or to like imagine isn't there or ignore it. He was like, instead, it's like, you have to understand with the situation, you can have acute anxiety in the short term and, and, and realize, uh, certain things. Like if you're, if you're watching the news or something, like you might need certain immediate information that is important that pertains to your life that you may need to react as in don't go outside, right? Stay home. Like that's, that's something useful that you can use in the short term from that anxiety. It's like, okay, I'm going to stay home, make sure I don't give the virus to other people or contract it myself. He was like, or the other approach is to have chronic anxiety. And this is when you're constantly looking through the news, constantly looking up the breaking news that comes up on CNN or Fox, or constantly going through Twitter and reading through all the tweets of these uh, random people and and everyone (laughs) else and the negative rumination and all this shit that's going on. And you're soaking it all in and your anxiety is just building and building and building and building. And it's just like, that's not useful. He was like, that approach is just not useful. So it's like, in a way you have to make sure that you're not making the suffering 
unnecessary, right? Or, or the, 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 the amount of suffering that you're going in automatically, it's like unnecessary suffering is exactly that. It's unnecessary, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you don't need to make things harder than they already are. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Well, a, again, it goes back to that dichotomy. An ama- another amazing book that talks about this kind of stuff a lot is um, Jocko. You follow Jocko? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jocko, Jocko, that's what his whole the dichotomy of leadership His Yeah. Uh, not his most recent book, but the one prior. Um, mm-hmm. That's the whole the whole point of that whole book. What I gathered from it was everything has a dichotomy, whether be t- something be taken too far or too uh, not far. You know, like anxi- anxiety. It's good. It means you know, Hey, we should probably be careful for these things that we should be careful for. But then you take that to an extreme and you, you it, it terrifies you to like breathe, you know? Yes. Or, um, or cigars. It could, if you go too far, you're addicted to nicotine. If you, you know, don't do it at all, then you may have lost a hobby that could have made your life better. Like, I mean, it's every, everything has that, that dichotomy. And I think that's what, to be honest, I think that's what everyone searches for is finding that, that balance. Like we, like we talk about that with fitness and fat loss. People want, uh, the, like we talk about work-life balance, but people have trouble with fat loss life balance where it's like, okay, I obviously need to make changes to better my health and the goals I have. But if I make too drastic of changes, I can't enjoy my life anymore because I live this strict, rigid bodybuilder life. But, you know, and, and I think, I think that dichotomy is what everyone uh, searches for that, that the balance where it's like, okay, I've achieved it. But I feel like that's also constantly a sliding scale. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's dynamic, right? It's a, and it's a, every day is a practice, especially yeah. because life is dynamic as well, especially like you could have a pandemic one day, right? right? Like <laughs> Out of then nowhere. All, yeah. And then all of a sudden what is quote unquote normal and balanced becomes completely off kiltered, right? And, and you have to, you have to adjust um, from that. It's kind of, uh, I don't know how much you know about like Taoism, but like they have something called the way and that's kind of what the way is. So you think of yin and yang, it's like good and bad. And then you also have there in, in the, in the yin and yang symbol, you have that little circle inside of each of the the symbols. And that's, that's good inside the evil. And then also evil inside the good. Um, and, and the way is basically in, it's the balance between everything. Uh, and, and so order and chaos and all of these, these different things. And, um, it's, it's very, it's, it's really interesting to, to, kind of ride that line and then because you can pertain it like we said with with fat loss with cigars with wine (laughs) with whatever you can think of there's always some type of balance that you need to uh explore and 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 try and figure out right it's it's crazy man i mean but then again that's what makes kind of life what life is if if it was all easy and kosher and you know there'd be there'd be no triumphs to overcome there'd be no uh, things like, oh, I didn't expect that. It would be, life would be boring, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, then it would I mean, almost just be cogs at that point. Yeah. You know what this, this, the whole thing with the coronavirus, like this, like things are quote unquote shitty, like relatively every, everyone thinks like things are shitty right now. Oh, I just wish we could go back to 2019 or whatever. It's like without the bad, we could not have the good because there, it, there would no be good or bad. There would be no scale. It would just all be as is, right? You have to have the, the bad in order to know what the good is. So it's like, that's what this whole thing is doing, right? Yeah. Well, I think along those lines, um, I think people view, uh, this with happiness, whether people view this with, um, the current state of the economy or the, whatever we're talking about is I think people think a lot of places, things are a place you get to versus it's a project that requires day-to-day work. It's the same thing. Like you don't get to the point with your oral hygiene where you have a healthy mouth, where you get to quit quit 
doing brushing your teeth and flossing and taking good care of your face. It's it's or good oral hygiene is a project. It's not a place you get to. It's like people right. are like, well, I quit being happy. I'm like, well, what'd you stop doing? You know, then people quit um, make keeping the promises they make to themselves and keep putting in the effort every day because all all of this stuff we want isn't isn't a place. It's a it's a project. You know, just like all of this stuff is. And I think a lot, a a big reason a lot of people struggle is because they think things are places when it's all of this is a project. Dude, that's, that's exactly it. And what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to find, uh, there's a, uh, so I have this, this product that I'm, that I'm coming out with that I've ran in the past, the automated fitness workshop. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. and one of the things that I mentioned in it was a quote from, um, uh, from this book that I was, that I was reading. Hold on one sec. I've got it right here. It <laughs> um, so it's by Anthony DeMello from the, his book. It's called awareness. Um, and it's, it's, he said, happiness is a state of non-illusion of dropping the illusion. You don't have to add anything in order to be happy. You've got to drop something. So in the lines with what you were saying, people are constantly waiting Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'll be happy. Oh, once I get to this place, once I make this amount of money, once I get this job, once I do this thing, it's like, then I'll be happy. But then we don't understand that that is just like, what's going to happen is you're going to get there, whatever, wherever there is, and then you're going to move that benchmark forward again. And then you're going to try and find something else to make you happy that, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it constantly evolves over time. well, Kyle talks about that a lot. That's actually the whole point of his new, uh, newest book is his book is something this, the title is something to the extent of chasing money is the reason you don't have any, um, the title is something to that, that nature, because one of his biggest principles is, um, your current state of happiness or receiving whatever it is you want is your ability to accept its inverse. So as in, uh, if you think money is the key to your happiness, like a lot of your happiness is predicated on being broke. It's the inverse. Um, mm-hmm. Or a lot of people who want massive happiness and fulfillment in life. Well, how's your happiness with death right now? Like being yeah. able to accept the fact that it's inverse. And the whole, it. the whole point of a lot of his philosophies are, um, are that is your inability to receive or get whatever goal you have is your ability to accept not having it in its inverse. Mm. So like That's people cool. are like, I'll be happy when I get the car, the money, the house, the friend, the wife, like, people are that are looking for like a partner or a spouse to, to provide fulfillment. Like, okay, well we got to figure out how you can provide fulfillment being alone. And a lot of it's that, uh, that the inverse is what's what Kyle talks about, which is, um, which is really interesting. And, uh, and uh, that's why I've been reading a lot of his stuff and looking into a lot of his stuff. Yeah, man, for sure. Another, another, we'll just keep quoting off books of our favorite books. Uh, (laughs) But another one that I've been reading is uh, by Bruce Tiff. I mentioned this probably quite a few times already, but it's called Already Free. Um, It's, uh, uh, he's a psychotherapist, but he also practices Buddhism. And what he does is he uses the practice of psychotherapy, like he's an actual psychotherapist, but then also the practice of Buddhism. And um, basically what he, what he, one of the things that he talks about in there is the the stories that we we constantly tell ourselves and we identify with as we go throughout life and what happens is a lot of people become addicted to these stories and this drama in our life and so the reason why like you're not doing something or not getting somewhere or you're constantly self-sabotaging yourself is cuz 
even though you don't admit it and you don't even think that you enjoy this drama that's going on in your life, you're still not taking the actions to change that about yourself. So what is that actually saying? What are your actions actually telling about this, this, this recurring theme that keeps happening in your life and this drama that we're, we're so addicted to. And this, this is what I, I talk about in the email that I'm sending out tomorrow to Funship Friday actually is like, I was scrolling through Twitter and everything. And I, I was getting more anxious and I was, I was getting sucked into all the news, the breaking headlines. And then finally I just threw my phone and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, I feel like a middle school girl addicted to this drama that's going on in the world, like outside of my world. I'm not in any immediate danger. Like there's nothing wrong with me right now, but I want to go online and read through. I want to constantly read through all these things and, you know, get scared and just, it makes you feel this certain way that can be addicting. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we, um, that, that story is a very good point that that you bring up because our lives are predicated on what we think we are, you know, Mm. like the whole, like kind of cheesy saying that we don't get what we want. We get what we are. It's, it's the same thing. Why I think a lot of people, even something like fat loss continue to fall off magically. Like nothing happened, but something random came up and they fell off is because they keep replaying that old story that they're an overweight fat piece of shit. So them getting their results interferes with the story. So they have to save themselves and throw off their results. And then all of a sudden they fell back to old ways, mm. you know, because we gravitate as a whole, we gravitate to that, which we're most, most familiar with, which is the story we've been telling ourselves since we were seven, you know, yeah. someone had a dramatic event when they were six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 mom said they were fat. And then all of a sudden they're fat. And then they've been fat for 20 years. And then now that's the story. Then they're like, I want to lose weight. Well, that goes against this, what you've been telling yourself for the past 20 years. So of course right. you're going to not let that happen. Yeah. You know? It's part of their identity. Mm-hmm. But I think so many people, whether this is fitness, career, relationships, whatever you want to attach this to, um, I feel like most people aren't even aware of it. And then of course they can't figure out why that's not changing because they're not fixing the thing at, at the uh, the root, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's it. God damn, we're just fucking spitting knowledge right now. <laughs> Taking people to church whenever That's the right. church is open. You know what I'm saying? This is what That's we're right. doing. It's called the More Than Fitness Podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, Say it shit, again for man. those in the back. <laughs> <laughs> those in the back. That's what I'm saying, dude. Uh, oh, man. This is this has been good, man. This has been really good. Uh, I I always I always enjoy our conversations, especially whenever Likewise. they're about alcohol and cigars and and uh, uh, what matters in life. You know, yeah. these are these are always fun, dude. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I can't believe but, it's been uh, an hour already. I know. Right. Shit's gone by. It's gone by super quick. Uh I want to, I've been asking this question and everybody that already knows this is going to be a little left turn, but I've been asking this question to everybody, um, at the end of my podcast, just cause I think it's, it's kind of fun. Um, but if you could choose any other career besides the one that you're in right now, and you could also have any skill, any attribute, meaning you could be seven feet tall. You could have an amazing singing voice. You could have sick dancing skills. You could be a professional cigar maker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could choose, you could choose any other profession with any type of skill set in the world besides the one that you have right now. What would that be? That's a really good question. Um, and I will say what came, I've, I've, I, I don't, when you said any skill set, that's what changed it for me. Yes, when you exactly. said I would magically have any skill set. Um, uh, the equivalent of what Kevin Hart is like one of the best okay. stand-up comedians in the world. Dude, probably. That's amazing. Cause I said the same thing. Really? <laughs> I didn't say, I, I didn't say Kevin Hart, but I said stand-up comedian. Um, stand-up comedian. Uh, but not just like, like 
small right, town. I get like, it. yes, I'm talking about like like as superstar. Su- uh, Stand up comedian superstar that can shut down the house of a hundred thousand people. Um, a hundred percent. So, um, that's fascinating. That that that, that was both of it. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder why there's that tie. I think it's the I think it's the showman in us. We like the attention. We like making people happy, like making them laugh, making them think about maybe different things, um, performing that type of performance for people. Um, I, I don't know. And also it's a freedom of expression, right? It's an art craft kind of. Uh, it's a it's a way to to express yourself in one of the most creative ways ever by telling stories and making people laugh. But it, and at the end of the day, it does nothing but make people feel good at the same time. Yes. I think that's a big, a big, a big thing. Otherwise, uh, when, when you first said that before you said any skill set, um, I would say probably teacher of some sort, but just cause that's what I, I love teaching. But, um, but when you said any skill set, uh, I, I would put like global level comedian. Um, it was interesting. Uh, uh, Kyle Cease talks about that. He said that, um, that he says he thinks everyone on planet earth has, sorry, my dog's being stupid, has the ability to be a, uh, a massive entertainer of some sort. He said, every person has had that moment in life that, um, where they just said something like Kevin Hart funny at the exact time that just shut a room down. We've all had that. It may not be very often like, (laughs) um, but, we all have, but, but if we've all had that, he says that can be channeled and we have that skill set in us somewhere. So he thinks at the end of the day, almost everyone can be a, uh, an entertainer of some sort. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's great. I'm so pumped that we, we chose the same thing. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten, <laughs> I've had some, I've had some interesting answers, uh, over, over the, over the time, but Stripper. yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard rapper, I've heard dancer, I've heard, um, what else? Uh, Ryan Doris said that he would be like a garbage man. <laughs> he was, he, yeah. Yeah. He just, he wanted something. He wanted something to like, just control his own schedule. He's just like, just give me something that like, I don't have to get told necessarily what to, he was like. I just want to do my job That's and then fun. be done. Like he just wanted, it was, yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on here as always. It's a, it's a, it's a blast, but let's, uh, let's tell people where, where can they find out more about uh, easiest place to find me is either over on Instagram at real Jared Hamilton or my podcast, which Matt will be coming on probably hopefully this week. Uh, uh, the, yeah, buddy, uh, which is the Hamilton train podcast on all platforms. Uh, yeah, that's really about it. Best place you can find me. I've been tearing up TikTok, So I'm at real Jared Hamilton on TikTok. Oh yeah. Because- Do we need to talk about TikTok? Someone near your podcast. I, I yeah. meant to get to that. Cause I remember you, <laughs> you, you've been, you've been doing stuff on TikTok. I yeah. love TikTok. It's so much fun. But, it's yeah. addicting as shit, dude. Yeah, you, you'll find you'll end up being like, where did the last three hours go? Oh my gosh, I, I have to literally. That's the one platform that I go on, and then I literally have to look at the time whenever I start, and I'm like, okay, I have to get off at this time because if I don't, <laughs> Set dude, that I, I will just be sucked in, and I'll keep going through next one, next one, next one, next one. Um, but yeah, man, it's interesting. But um, all right, cool. I will make sure I put all of those links in the description. Go send uh, Jared a hello. Go send him a cigar. Um, And uh, yeah, Jared, thanks so much for coming on, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, dude. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. 
tag me at mattmcleod6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, Also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, And anything else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.